It's time for the SVU After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We are breaking down Season 20, Episode 15, Brothel, and Season 20, Episode 16, Facing Demons. We got a lot to talk about. Stick around. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hello and welcome! It's time for SVU. I don't know why I was shouting. I'm so excited. Thank you so much to everyone who is joining us. Of course, you know we're on YouTube. Search for AfterBuzz TV's drama channel because that's where we live. We're dramatic. I'm your host, Yael Teagle. I'm joined by Taylor Gates. What's up? Hello. Hello. It's an SVU-filled day. Yeah, it is. is nothing like better. It. Yeah, nothing yeah. better. Um, let's jump into uh, our episodes, but before we do... We got to remind you all of some very important information. If you find yourself in a situation and you need help, please, please, please give the Rain uh, Hotline a call. It is 1 800 656 4673. 1 800 656 HOPE4673. They are um, an amazing resource. Please check them out if you need them. If you find yourself in trouble, please, please, please. Uh, before we jump in, also, we'll remind you that this show likes to go a little dark. There are some stories and um, things that happen to people, and sometimes when things go dark, we go light. So uh, this is your content warning that sometimes we make some jokes that might not sit well. Yep. Valid. Done, done. Yep. Thanks. All right. Um, let's talk about Brothel with special guest star Jennifer Esposito. Love her. Um, I'm applauding her like she's here. It, Jennifer, if you want to be here, <laughs> so hit welcome. us up. Please. Especially because we could talk about season one, episode 20, Remorse, where she played Sarah Logan and she and Munch had this relationship. Oh, snap. Not like a, it didn't go anywhere. It was going to. But like it's but like they died. Dynamic duo. Yeah. Munch. She's like. She's been with both. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. I'm not. Sorry. That wasn't a shame. That was a like, yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. I'm all about it. Um, I. What did you think of this episode? I love this episode. I want her to be a series regular, which I don't know how that would happen because, like, she's obviously not in the same unit as SVU, but find a way to bring her back more because I really liked her character. I loved this episode. I was. Um, I didn't see most of the twists coming, Same. which is huge. Oh, someone put something in the trash. Um, <laughs> I did not see the twists coming. And I spent a lot of time going, oh, no, she can't be the bad guy. No, she I can't know. be the bad guy. I, yeah. I agree. I wanted her to be good. And Spoiler alert. She is. Yeah. I want. I did not like how it ended. I was real sad. I didn't like it because I want her and Finn to be together. Me too. Not because it wasn't a great episode. They're such a good little duo. Yeah. Oh man! Maybe right. down the line, maybe it's a slow, slow burn. We don't know. I, I, I would love to see her back. Me too. Especially dating Finn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's jump into uh, the episode. We start with this guy going into some column. sketchy place. Like, okay, what, what is this dude? Column. <laughs> see, I went with column. John. He's a John. His He's name a... is John. He's Column. Sure. Um, I will say I like when he walks into the brothel and there's a screening process. I mean, high-end stuff, man. I The thing about the screening process is the process, for those who somehow missed it, is he had to drop trow and she grabbed his nuts. And I was like, how is that proof he's not a cop? He's not carrying a weapon, maybe? <laughs> Where? I don't know. That's what I assumed. I was like, oh, he doesn't have a weapon on him. I, I like that thought. I don't know. That's, what I, that's where my mind went, at least. I thought, because they don't take referrals, I assumed it was to check if he was a cop. Which, after the way things play out, I guess is stupid. Because they're yeah. all cops. 
Fair. <laughs> um, all right. So maybe it was to see if he had a weapon in his balls. <laughs> Accurate. And you could smuggle a lot of things a lot of places. I don't know how I don't have a, a penis, so I can't really I <laughs> speak mean, to that. Yeah, but okay. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. Um, these are the kind of things we talk about here on SVU. Is Asking the real questions. The, the tough questions. All right. Um, so we hear Tori screaming in the bedroom, stop, that hurts. Uh, and then I love when the woman we later find out is Fee uh, says, if you get rough with my girls, I get rough with your face. Yeah. It's like, yes. Such a good line. Uh, so Carlos comes in and the girl escapes with a gun. I thought that was a very clever escape Me too. Plan. I thought it was so smart. It reminded me of like a big blockbuster action movie or something where it's like, oh, it's not what you saw coming. I thought that I really liked it. I loved it. I just was like, why are you running upstairs? Yeah. Come going? on. Go to the street level. I was like, does she know of a way out? No. She just guessed and the guess was up? That's never... In no case is that, like, where you want to be. Like unless, any... you, unless you summoned a helicopter. True, which would have been an amazing twist. Yeah. Well, sometime <laughs> we're going to need to go that route. All right, so we find the body. Um, our team's not sure what happened. She might be a jumper. We go into the apartment. It's empty. Whoever lived here left in a hurry. Here's what they find. I made just a few notes as to what I saw. There were dildos and vibrators, lingerie, Thank you. Condoms. I guess condom wrappers. <laughs> Shaving cream. Alright, that's what I noticed. Did yeah. you pick up on any other items? That was that was the main right. things. Um so they're, they're like at least we knew she was running from. And the guys, the cop guys didn't know, and the question was asked. First, first time in a brothel, fellas? fellas? I'm sorry. Did they think this was just a house of sad, lonely women? Like a women? sorority thing, but for older people? Like, what is this? Right. Like, do you imagine that women just leave their, like, underwear and dildos out? Honestly, the- probably men do think that. No, there's a drawer in the nightstand, but also you probably have a nice case if you've got a lot of quality Like, men stuff. don't know what periods are, so, like, how are we going to think they know that? That's fair. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> All right, so I I also appreciate that they were like the girls. Benson was like, "Are you are you dumb? Are you she dumb? Really Is that what you're saying?" Benson dragged some people in these episodes, and I appreciated it. <laughs> She's so great. So then we get to um, Judge Koufax and his drug court. It seems that Tori was in his recovery program. I really appreciated this. I I liked that we have this idea um, of a judge that we've seen a few times. He you know we learn a little bit more about him. Yeah, just a little. Just a little. (laughs) Tad bit. We'll get there. Uh, So Rollins, at this point, Rollins thinks we're wasting our time. Uh, This felt again out of character. She said... She just really has been anti-victim lately. It's weird. And it, it makes me think that they're trying to connect this part where she says she's a junkie, she started doing tricks and is on the run, we're wasting our time here. It, it makes me think we're connecting it back to that episode where she was like anti-sex um, worker because Dr. Al slept with a hooker. Yeah. Yes, that one was so weird. Are we trying to connect it to that? Because in my mind I went, girl, she sounds like your sister. Like, what are you... It's true. That's actually She's a, a thousand percent Kim Rollins. tricks and is on the run. It's Kim. It's Kim. Why are you saying you? If Kim showed up, you would protect her. We literally, as have we've seen, seen it. multiple times. Yeah, it felt very weird. I miss Kim, by the way. <clears throat> mm. 
I love her. She's crazy. <laughs> you would love her. She's just she stirs <laughs> the pot. All right. So there's no DNA, no prints. We're waiting but we on also ballistics. get a very important line that we hear every episode. You can't save them all. <laughs> Tell me, when did we this get that? This is where we are now. This is where we are now. We can't save them all. Can't save them all. Um, so we find this random shoe in the evidence pack, but it's not a random shoe. It's a $25,000? Uh, $2,500? I don't know what I wrote. It's expensive. It's an expensive <laughs> shoe. It's custom made at Pareto's. Uh, so then we meet our cobbler. And this little scene, this idea of like recognizing the shoe and going to the cobbler, really, for me, felt like an old Munch episode. I've definitely, um, I want to say in Pixies, um, where he realizes the jewelry company, I, I felt very old Olivia has done that with like purses before too. I think there's there was a pair of shoes and a hat. There was that floppy hat which took us somewhere. Yeah, it's just like, but I like that. It's another trope that I like. It's like, oh well, we know what store this came from because of our random knowledge. Oh, expensive clothing. Yeah, we got this. We got this. (laughs) Don't worry. I I like that a lot. Um, so we find out from the cobbler the shoe belongs to the John for the beginning. What was his name? column yep that's the one so he explains how it all goes down i love his explanation because they're like that's the story you're going with because it's true and i love how they kind of set it up so we know what happens at the beginning so we're like completely on his side but like hearing him say it's like oh yeah this doesn't sound like this is the truth at all (laughs) um he needed to add a little spice killing hookers that's pretty spicy thank you i was like i know she wrote this such a good line it's such a great line uh because yeah, that is that pretty spicy. That's a big jump. <laughs> um, so we discover the dollhouse, which takes us to Finn's friend in Vice, who might be able to help, Sergeant Phoebe Baker. Yay! Woo! I really like Jennifer Esposito, so I'm going to keep great. applauding for her. She's awesome. Um, so we learn about these pop-up brothels, which, here's what I appreciate, is uh, SVU moves with the times, understands that tech changes, and so they're like, yeah, this is how it works now. That's so true. Because again, back in season one, this would never be a thing. No. But you're right. It does. It evolves and adapts. Yeah. Pop-up stores, pop-up restaurants, pop-up Instagram events, pop-up, pop-up brothels. brothels. Makes sense to me. <laughs> so I valid. Mean, also, it's a very clever, uh, not to <laughs> applaud the criminals, but it's a very clever idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm not pro-trafficking women, but... If you're going to have a uh, consensual brothel. Exactly. Um, I think this is a very smart way to do it. Marketing. Love it. All right. Um, so the uh, Phoebe wants to do a sting with her team. We get a warrant signed by Kofax. Uh, at this moment, we see the judges having after work drinks. Yeah. I, okay. like, I like that we're getting this idea that they're dating. Me too. Or not dating because apparently he has a wife. Yeah. Mm, little sketch. Interesting. A little sketch. Having a little affair. Um, Phoebe mentions she misses when, uh, or she remembers when she and Finn used to have after work drinks. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so we get to the new pop-up brothel location. They knew they were coming. Uh, Benson thinks either they were tipped off or they had a bad feeling, but at least now they know for sure. We turn that door into splinters. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line, too. Yeah. Uh, turns out the gun was tied to a murder um, and should be locked up in evidence. And it seems that a cop in Baker's unit switched the gun out for a brick. We're looking at three different people. Get, like, what? Like, I don't understand the brick thing. 
Um, so there's so weight to the yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's weight to the box. That's a savage move. Just like here's some here's a whole brick. I don't know how much a gun weighs, but I would assume if brick feels like it would be heavier. Maybe that's not true. Maybe though. it's loaded. Okay. All right. You well, got me there. I mean, I'm thinking of like a bigger gun, but now that I think about it, the gun that she took from Ramirez was real small. Hey, that's what I'm saying. I feel like a brick is like heavier. I guess it's you wouldn't heavy. know if you're just t- picking up the box or right. something. There but... could be other evidence in there as well. Yeah. It's just to make sure you know it's full. Yeah. Okay. Well played. Well played. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So we're sitting on these three people from Baker's team. Uh, we then see Ramirez escort the escorts. That's my note. Nice. Thank you. Great, great, great line. Thanks. That's my line. It, I know. That's what I'm saying. Great for you. Thank you. Um, so Baker goes to get a warrant. While that happens, they are tipped off and everyone starts uh, escaping. And this is what I was like, no. Why? It can't be her. I was so Oh, worried. I know. Me too. Because if you're going to have someone and like spend that much time with her and have her have a history with someone, like... Odds are that she has something to do with it. Just, like, historically, right. the show's And patterns. biggest guest star on the show. Exactly. So I really was like, no, damn it. So I appreciated the twist because it didn't even occur to me that it would be um, Judge Koufax. I know. Me neither. So we get this real quick little story between... Um, Finn is talking to Carisi and he explains that Baker was the first after his divorce that he wasn't ready for anything serious and so he kind of blew her off and was terrible, which sounds so Finn. Yeah. I 100% believe it. Me too. Um, And I like this continuity, this whole connection. How long ago would that have been then? Like 20 years? More. It had to be when, um, when Ken was a kid. Wow. And Ken's like... That is history. Married with kids. Yeah. Because he came, I think it was... Season I, two, yeah. He came at the beginning of season two. Well, I guess the season finale but um, of season one. But uh, he had come straight from narcotics. Right. And she said that they worked together before narcotics. Oh, I thought it was at narcotics. Or, or at narcotics. Maybe. I don't know anything <laughs> other than the 16th Precinct. <laughs> Everything else is just like a mystery to me. That's so cute. I don't pay attention to Precinct number at all. They're 16th. Oh, SVU is good to know. But I don't. I guess what I'm saying is I don't know any other unit. Like right. I don't. Someone handles drug stuff, and that yeah. And Finn used to do that. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So Finn accuses Baker. We get a girl who's left behind in this house. We start. Uh, we get her to start talking. She ideas Carlos, who is Ramirez. She met a cop in recovery named Fee, who introduced her to Carlos. And I'm sitting there again, being like, "No, it can't be her." I was like, "Damn it." And then we see Baker isn't um, Fee. Thank God. So Finn apologizes to her. I love how Olivia's like, "Mm, guess you owe her an apology then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then Carisi uh, goes, I love this quick moment where he's telling Baker that they have a girl and she's talking in front of Ramirez, who goes out and meets with Koufax. Ooh. Yeah. Exactly. Um, then we get to the judges meeting with Judge Barth, and she turns on Koufax. Loved it. Loved that for her. I really appreciated this twist. Me too. It was very good. Um, and then we interrogate Koufax to figure out why he did it. Something you'd like to say, Taylor? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So he didn't take any money. And he was like, I'm keeping them alive and safe. I'm making sure they have clean drugs. They stole their futures from their parents. What? <laughs> so 
Now, what is the correlation here? So he tells us about his daughter, Delia, who OD'd at 16. How is that a reason to start trafficking women? I don't know. He's like, well, this way we can get them, you know, safe access to drugs. Right. Like, okay. Like, uh, that sort of makes sense Sure, that's why needle exchanges work. But, like, why traffic people and, like, do all of this extra stuff? Right. The the girls were saying, like, it was great. There was access to drugs. At first, I didn't mind it. But then when I wanted more, I had to do things I didn't want to do. That's where the issue is. It's like, what? Um, Also, I treat them like I treat my own daughter. And I went, you would treat your daughter like this? (laughs) That's so concerning. Like, this was one of the wilder points of this episode. I, look, other than his reasoning, I loved this episode. Agreed, but the reasoning, I was like, there had to have been something that made more sense. Honestly, what would have made so much more sense would have just been, look, I know they're junkies and then they're going to keep using. I thought I'd make some money out of it. Exactly. Like, they're going to do it anyway. Not I was taking care of them. Their right. souls were already dead. Yeah. I, and that's the thing. He's contradicting himself. Mm-hmm. Just like as he speaks. Like the situation, yes, contradictory. <laughs> but then he's like, their souls were already dead. So I'm going to take care of them. And Right. Like, what? So if he had been like, their souls are dead and they're already doing this. And I made a quick buck off it. I would get it. I wouldn't. I mean, obviously not a, a hero. But... <laughs> um, I, I would get it. It would logically make sense. Yeah. His although maybe it is that, you know, he's not he's he's not right. He very <laughs> much is not. No, because the whole if he was making money off it, the whole system makes sense. Right. Anyway. He's just he's there's so many holes in this plan, dude. Yeah. So then Benson checks on the girl, which I and, thought was odd. Yeah, we get that sometimes though. I know, it just didn't feel necessary. Uh and then we got to Finn and Baker. Finn apologized for how he treated her. He asks her to try again. She's seeing someone. I was so bummed. But we don't, like, it's not completely out of the question. She's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. So I have hope that season 25. (laughs) Season 21. We have next season. True, true. But I'm just saying, like, this show sometimes works in slow burn. So (laughs) it took, like, 17 years for Cassidy and Olivia. So... (laughs) That's so fair. You know, like five years is a reasonable timeline of this universe. All right. Let's uh, head over, speaking of Cassidy, to Facing Demons. Great episode. Such a great episode. Both of these episodes were fantastic. I agree. Uh, which is great after a very uneven beginning to the season. Yeah, I f- I'm feeling like the second half of the season is a lot stronger than the first half, to be honest with you. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So we meet... Um, it's no send in the clowns, but... <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, we meet Micah, who has this teen book club. Um, he drops off... The cringiest teen book club I've ever witnessed. Why? All right, badasses, get out of here. He's trying to be hip. Yeah, and it's not working. I hated it. They were fine with it. I appreciated that I think two of them had iPads and the rest of them had real books. <laughs> I... That felt real to Keep me. Keep it up with time. Yeah. I just, the way he spoke, I was like, oh, I'm cringing. Yeah, that's how adults talk to kids. I know. But they were, they were like 15. Yeah, that's how they talk to teens. Oh, yikes. They're trying to be cool. Yeah, they're just like, I'm one of the cool moms. <laughs> I'm not a regular mom. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm a cool mom. Um, all right. So Micah drops off Potato for a few days. How dare you name your dog Potato? I loved it. No. I thought it was so cute. No. Potato. Um, the neighbor girl finds the body because there's a dog. Everyone knows the rule. If you have a dog, the dog's going to find a dead body. I Thank you. loved it. I There's a whole as, Instagram account Yes, it to. is. Law and Order Dogs and Jogs. So uh, good. Because if you're jogging or a dog, there's body. Um, I, as soon as I saw that dog, went dead body. Yes, me too. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so great. Um, the door is unlocked. It looks like a suicide. We find fo- photos on the ground. Um, they are kitty porn Polaroids, and it says, I'm sorry. And then we go on this crazy search where we tell these kids or these kids' parents that they may have been abused. Which honestly was funny to me because we find out, not to spoil it, but we're going to get there. Yeah, the, but we the find out Micah. that's him, which is who, what I assumed from the get-go. Agreed. I was like, oh, it's pictures of him and he's like embarrassed by it or something. Yeah. I didn't think that it was someone else's. Right. I 100% assumed they were him. I, that was just, I jumped to that conclusion. I was like, wait, why are we talking to these kids as parents? I was like, oh, okay, so it's the kids. And I was like, no, I was right. It's him. <laughs> um, I think the weirdest moment is the son, the father who was like, those weren't him, but that doesn't mean that my son couldn't have been abused. And Olivia says, there's no way to know. They went, ask your child. <laughs> right. Use your words. Communicate. Right. What do you mean there's no way to, what? I'm sorry, where have we been for 20 years? There's no way to know. There's no way to know. <laughs> That's where we are now, and we can't <laughs> save them all. <laughs> yep. Okay, so the pics are of Micah. What? I'm so surprised. All right. Um, we head to... Oh, I'm sorry. We have a note in the chat. I apologize. I'm so sorry for making fun of Potato. <laughs> That's, do you guys remember Snowball? Wait, hold on. Don't bring up Snowball. Wait, that's the saddest wait, death on the that's show. That's the next poll. That's the bonus <laughs> poll. Okay. Team Snowball, Team Potato. Um, apparently, Potato was named after the writer's dog over the episode. <laughs> See, I liked it, so. My bad. All right, uh, let's jump in. Uh, where were we? Helen, the ex-girlfriend. She's so sweet. She was so sweet. And uh, here's an interesting conversation. So she says they would take it slow. They didn't have sex. Um, and when we tried, he couldn't, and he told me that he was molested. I felt like a jerk for breaking up with him, but I'm 20 and I want a normal relationship. I think that's such a fair... At 20, I think that's... I think it's fair. I know, but... It, I mean, it's, it's not... It's a weird conversation, but it's, yeah. like, one that probably happens more than you oh, think, unfortunately. Yeah, we live in a terrible world. Uh, maybe we should, like, touch on that more obviously in season 21, because that's an interesting conversation. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you, you, she's young and, and she was like, I wanted a normal relationship. And I get that. And I, I guess really the, the big thing that she's learned is that this is not the person she's going to marry because if you loved someone more, you'd want to help deal with it. Right. Right. Right? Yeah. That seems fair. Yeah. That was, I thought it was an interesting conversation and she was so sweet you can tell she felt so bad well yeah um speaking of people who should feel bad let's talk about his best friend from middle school who got an email two days ago and didn't open it he and his girl were smurfing on level six what does that mean i think they were playing is it a is it a sex thing or is it a video game thing video game they were playing video games smurfs girl i don't know but did you you catch what game it was no it was killer be slaughtered uh, what was it? 
It's the game from um from the episode, the Gamergate episode. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I love that little Easter egg. That I didn't even notice that, but oh, that's man. great. Yeah, because when I heard it, I expected Finn to be like, "I'm great at this game." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. They were smurfing on level six. Um, so okay. this jerk face didn't open the email. What a terrible friend. Just throwing that out there. He's like, I feel bad. I could have done something. You're right. Maybe you Correct. could have. Maybe you could have emailed back. He was too busy smurfing on level six. Um, in the email, it says, ask Gary. Takes him a second, but he realizes Gary is the guy who taught him magic. We see some YouTube videos, and we discover that he learned... Magic at the, the Gray Rabbit. Rabbit Magic Shop. Guys. <laughs> Rabbits. Rabbits. I wouldn't be surprised if in Brothel there was a rabbit and I just didn't catch I'm it. I'm sure there was. I'm talking about the vibrator. Oh, nice. Just clarifying for anyone. I didn't get, but now mm-hmm, that I makes sense. Feeling. Thank right. you. Um, so in the Gray Rabbit Magic Shop, we have Polaroids, uh, which... If there are Polaroids there, there these Polaroids must be I know. connected. He's the only one with this camera. It's not like Polaroids were a huge thing. It was kind of weird to have that be his like, decoration, though. It Just was like quite, in the it was customers. Yeah, but that's kind of strange to me. I like when like a restaurant has like their customer pictures. But in the counter? Uh, so for example, in San Francisco, there is a uh, cookie shop called Hot Cookie. I'm saying this because Pride Weekend. Um, it's uh, the very famous cookie shop, and they sell hot cookie underwear. And they have picture of all of their clients who've bought in the underwear on the walls. The entire oh, that's cool. On the walls, like makes sense, but like in. The counter just felt like an odd... I don't know. It felt weird to me. I'm sorry. It just I, did. You, you, I'm entitled to that opinion, yell. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, all right. So we then get this story about Micah. We go back to his parents about the weekend that his mom was out of town and he spilled drain cleaner on his genitals, which somehow got us a warrant to Gary's home. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but it did do that. I'm going to... I have 20 years of law experience. <laughs> You've heard me. Um, circumstantial. Exactly. It is 100% circumstantial. Like, why would we not just assume that he did it himself by accident somehow? I think he did it himself, but because he felt dirty or oh, something. Oh, I see. I see. I just don't and understand. that didn't even connect to me. I was like, wait, so Gary did? I'm so confused. No, it, it didn't get yeah, us. That's real circumstantial then. It's 100%. So they got the date, which is great. Like, you've got a date of an, of something happening. So we go into his uh, house and we get the pictures from when he was a coach. Um, and there's, uh, where's the stupid stone quote? Um, he says, uh, now I can allege a specific act of sexual abuse occurred the day that Micah saw the doctor. No, you cannot. <laughs> That's just blatantly not true, but okay. Right. He did this thing uh, acting out. He has these, like, Micah has the photos. Micah did this thing to himself and saw a doctor. This at no point connects to Gary. And I'm hoping there's a deleted scene we're missing. Right, yeah. I don't know. Um, especially because it doesn't seem like we found much in Gary's home aside from the baseball, baseball photos. Um, which has a young Cassidy. Uh, so Benson goes over to visit Cassidy. 
Uh, and it's like, do you remember Coach Gary? And he's like, yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, do you remember any instance of inappropriate behavior? And then we meet this new girlfriend lady. Madison. Yeah. Thank you. I, mm, uh -uh. My laundry card isn't working. No. Dumb. Don't like her. Get out. Olivia was a little jealous. Of course she was. She was like, I'm out of here. Screw this. Bye-bye. All right. So he wants to allege the specific act, uh, but we need a victim. Benson tells Stone that Cassidy was on a team but doesn't remember anything because she doesn't know about the abuse yet. Yep. Yeah. So Stone calls Cassidy. He doesn't answer. And then he tails Gary to catch Cassidy. I loved this move. I did too because it, and I was like, I was like, I don't quite understand. I was like, oh, of course he's about to rough him up. Right. Because that's most, Cassidy. Yeah. It's Stone going, oh, Cassidy's going to handle this himself. Yeah. That was uh, smart. So smart. Um, and he stops him and he says, I'm, tr I'm not going to let you ruin your life. And this conversation in the entranceway to this building, this is the moment that I stopped hating stone i agree i was like oh he's like really on his side he wants to help him through this like and he was a good ally for brian throughout this whole episode i think and i did like because i was like wow brian should be talking to olivia but i like because i had naturally assumed that that he obviously brian had reasons not to and i like that stone mentioned hey you should probably talk to olivia about this and he says she's the only person who's ever seen any good so in me sad. it's the I 100% believe they're endgame, and it's the saddest thing, and I want them to be together. That's such a divisive comment. I know. So, But hey, speak your truth. So Stone tries to do a Benson, and he's like, you've done the hard part. And, and that I was love, such an Olivia lie. I love that Cassie's like, no, like, you're bad at this. Stop. It's just like, it's true. Like, the hard part's still definitely need to come, especially with someone like Brian. Right. Um, Cassie says, I'm damaged goods. I see it every time I look in the mirror. Sad. This whole thing with them two, amazing. I really like that scene too. Um, also, Cassidy, like the acting is so good. Yeah, I because you see him on your TV. I want to say all the time is mayhem. Mm -hmm. So like, he's such a he's so amazing to be these two different characters, ma'am from the car or the insurance commercial for anyone. Nope. Okay. The range. Allstate. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. He's great. All right. Um, so we have this really quick scene with Gary's lawyer. Who's from Orange is the New Black. Not only is she from Orange is the New Black. And a lot of things. She was in season one, episode four, Hysteria. She's from one of my favorite parts. She was a hooker who was being, there were like hookers who were being killed. And it then turned out to be a cop. But the way we learn this is because she's the one who got away. And she tells the story of what happened. And then Olivia and um, Stabler reenact it for the whole squad. And Olivia's like, she was clawing at his gloves oh, yeah. like doctors. She couldn't see because of the eyes. And then she's like, grabbed him by the cojones. And I was like, yes! That's who she was. She was the woman who introduced us to cojones. Yes. I do remember that now that you say that. Yep. Season one, episode four, Hysteria. It's such right. an early one. I know. So Rollins puts it together for with Cassidy, which I appreciate. Me That's too. the Rollins we know. Yes, exactly. Where's this lady been where, hiding? Where? Yeah. <laughs> um, Cassidy and Stone take a road trip um, because Cassidy's like, I'm not going to testify. We meet Rob, who... I appreciate the way Rob... I mean, I think Rob should have 
testified, whatever. But, like, I appreciate that he was like, oh, so you assume, assume that gay guy's been diddled? Yeah. Because, yeah, people do make that assumption. Yeah. It needed to be said. Agree. And then we meet Leo, who's a drunk. Um, and Cassidy kind of is like, you're drunk. And he says, I've always liked you, but I'm not above knocking you out. Um, so then we get this explanation from Cassidy to Stone as to why Robert Leo should testify and not him. Because they go to New York and testify and go home and their their secret is intact. Because Cassidy's a cop and he works with these people right. and he has to see them all the time. And this is his home. And I totally get that. Right. Um, Leo decides he's willing to testify. His reasoning is beautiful. He saw his son's drawing. But, like, the idea that if this, if his son was Micah and someone else could do something about it and they didn't, I thought that was a really beautiful, like... No, I did too. ...way to put it together. Um, da-da-da, Stone brings Leo to Benson, and instead of taking Leo's, uh, statement, she goes and arrests Benson. Like, s- Yes, like roughly arrests him. Yeah. Gary. Arrests Gary. What did I say? Benson. Benson like, arrests That's Gary. just not true, but you heard it's me. fine. Benson arrests Gary. Um, she, I couldn't believe, she was like, it takes balls to molest a cop's son. And I don't give up, especially when you hurt someone I care about. Yes, queen. Yeah, amazing. So Benson confronts Cassidy. This was so great. I was like, this should have happened so much earlier. Mm-hmm. She says, all these years, and I didn't see it. Um, and I really appreciated him explaining it to her. He says, let it go. I'm not one of your survivors. I'm a cop. He's a cop. I don't know if you heard. He's a hey, cop. Hey, he was a cop. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, I... Uh, I really like this moment because she can't help him. No, because he doesn't want to be helped in that way. And that stuff's probably not going to work on him, truly. Right. But it, it reminds me of um, how she also, like when she was not, uh, when she was almost assaulted in the prison and she went to um, therapy and she was like, but I wasn't assaulted and I should have known better. And the, the um, therapist was like, you say to all these people, like, you, because you think of yourself different. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciated, I appreciated this moment between them. I agree. Um, so Rollins and Benson have a quick talk. Rollins figured it out, um, and Olivia's kind of annoyed that he told Stone, but not her. Which is fair. I don't know. It's so much easier to tell a stranger things than to tell definitely. You but know. I don't think that that's what she was thinking. Like I understood Benson's mindset of like, oh, he didn't trust me enough to do this, like all right. of this stuff. But I like that Rollins was like, no, it's just it's not about you at all. It's just about what you just said. It's easier to tell people you don't yeah. know as much and don't you know care about as much. Right. This but, is the Rollins I like. But like it feels like Benson. I'm not saying this is out of character. It's totally in character. But Benson should know better. Like, yeah, it's easier to talk to other people. Girl, it's not about you. Yeah. Anyway. I think she just felt guilty. Of course she did. She's Benson. Um, So she's worried that he won't deal. He won't. He'll deal in his own way. Yeah, which is not dealing. Um, And then Ron says it's not on you to take care of him. So Leo testifies. It's beautiful and sad and heartbreaking. Um, But because he had a couple shots, it was thrown out. Which, is that a thing? Can you literally not have any alcohol in your system when you testify for yeah, something? Yeah, you can't have anything in your system. Not even, like, below legal limit? No. Interesting. Um, the, I didn't know that. Do you not remember the episode with the guy who has the um, eidetic memory who is drunk and then Barba asks him to 
close his eyes and tell us what the makeup of the jury is and then to repeat the last questions that he was asked. What episode is that? Uh, a number uh, witnesses. 31 witnesses? 41 uh, okay. witnesses? Okay, I don't remember that. I was thinking, I always think of when I think of drunk courtrooms, I think of Sonia Paxton, oh, who was like real drunk. Uh, agreed. I also, when the judge said, I don't want to carry a, a breathalyzer. Right, now, I, I went after Sonia. Yeah, after Sonia, everyone should. Anyway. <laughs> um, her. The Leo's testimony is thrown out. Cassidy arrives, attacks uh, Coach Gary, and Benson says, do you really want to hurt this guy? You want to make him pay? Get on the stand. It's time to forgive that little boy. You've come so far. I know you can do this. Loved it. And he does. He does. And Cassidy testifies. He says, I was a victim of Gary. He was my coach. Um, And he sexually assaulted me when I was 12. Amazing. Super powerful. Amazing performance. Uh, really great episodes, both Brothel and Facing Demons. I loved that Chasing Demons led straight into Facing Demons. Yeah, the the names, too. That's really smart. So clever. I, guys, one of the biggest things I love on this show is continuity. For I know. a show that is procedural and every episode should stand alone, if you're going to connect it, then it has to connect. Agreed. And this episode definitely did. Um, I really loved it. Before we wrap up this after show, let me remind you that we will be returning in two hours, I believe, uh, for our next after show at 6 p.m. Pacific time. We will be talking season 20, episode 17, Missing, season 20, episode 18, Blackout. But until then, we have a poll going. We do. And since we're talking four episodes and there's four little slots on Twitter, we're just going to make it easy. Which of these four is your favorite? Right now, I'll give you a little update because I tweeted this a while ago. Um, 50% of you said Facing Demons. Oh, wow. Which so makes sense. It's the options episode. are? Um, brothel, Facing Demons, and then the ones we're going to be talking about, Missing and Blackout. Wow. Excellent. Um, yes, the episode was 41 Witnesses. Thanks, not... 31. I knew it was a something one. There were, they were a number of witnesses. Something happened. <laughs> something happened. Um, really amazing episode. The poll will be up for 24 hours? Yes. Uh, and where can everyone find the poll? You guys can find the poll and me and all of my SVU tweets since I'm watching this for the first time live. There's some good ones. Um, Twitter, alphabet underscore Anne. On Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. Um, you can catch me literally in two hours right back here to discuss SVU because I want to talk about it all the time. And we are now. Yeah, I'm so happy. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. We'll see you in two hours. Woo! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.